Several listeners have asked, Danny, when did you first realize health was fragile? I'm asking everybody else the question. My parents and grandparents were Holocaust survivors. I attach a photo of my father's father, Opa Henry, with my Uncle Nat when he returned home after being traded from Bergen-Belsen as a prisoner of war. It's another long story. My mother never spoke of it when we were young, but my maternal grandmother, Lily Herzog, and my father, Reuben, did. So I learned much about the fragility of life from a young age. My father died at 45 when I was 19. That most life-changing event knocked my life into a new orbit. So how do you recognize success in your advocacy work? That was my second question. In this episode, we'll listen to answers to the second question I asked of 26 people at the Healthy Voices Conference. Almost everyone answered some variation of, I feel success when I affect one person's life. I won't repeat that response 20 times. Instead, I'll share a few of the permutations and experience some people made. I will link the transcript of all of the answers in the show notes. I won't edit them for readability. Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Loon, a two-legged, cisgender, old white man of privilege who knows a little bit about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of health care. Let's make some sense of all of this. When you think about your advocacy, how do you recognize success? Well, I'll tell you, in my advocacy, I recognize success if I'm able to help one person. Okay, wow. Not by a paycheck, not living in a mansion, but the amount of comments I get from uh, people who have my diagnosis, thank you so much, I feel less alone or caregivers that now I understand what my loved one is going through. They have schizophrenia, and it's powerful. That's the best. I would rather have that than the money. You know, it inspires me to keep going, doing what I should be doing. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is going to be the craziest thing. When someone comes up to me and they're like, because of you, I'm going to keep going. Because of your story, my life changed. I got into advocacy work because when I first got diagnosed, people didn't know what lupus was. And I didn't have anybody to turn to, so I felt like, okay, I don't want anybody else to experience what I've experienced when they get diagnosed. I actually have a story to go with that. I was in the doctor's office, and I said, come on, come on, I need my medicine, give it to me now. And he laughed. Uh, it's biologic. He says, I wish everyone was as willing to, to use medication as you are. And I said, if you have somebody that you know needs it, please give my business card. And I handed him a stack of business cards. About six months later, I got a phone call 
And I talked to the guy and we bounced back and forth for about almost an hour. He called me back two months later. He says, Jim, he says, my life has changed thanks to this medication. Thank you so much. He says, I went from 90% covered in psoriasis to now I'm down to about only 5%. I'm on the beach. I haven't been here in years. Thank you so much. That is success. That's a hard one, right? Because I think I think a lot of us in advocacy, we put a lot of work in and we don't see those immediate results. I think what gives me a measure is meeting people who have that same vision and sharing my thoughts and getting people to think a little bit differently. You know, yeah. And I think that's just a measure of my success is to get someone to think outside of their box and to consider something else. I think if I can do that, there's a shot. I recognize success by people adhering to what I'm teaching. If I see the people, they tell me they got tested and their test is just negative. You know, that doesn't make, that doesn't make me successful. It doesn't make my advocacy successful because they got a test. What makes it successful is that they're spreading what I've taught them to other people. And it doesn't come in the thank yous. It comes from someone asking for something and I have a way of either connecting them to someone else or providing a resource for them. Success to me is when I talk with a caregiver and they tell me, or, or even a patient, and they tell me, because of your videos and because of our conversations and because of the information you provided, you know, my life has changed. I have a better understanding of what people with schizophrenia are thinking, more information to take with me to my doctor. Because of you, something has changed in a positive sense, and that's very rewarding. I used to think, well, you've got to have a room full to change the minds of and all this. It's, it's really not that at all. Because um, <clears throat> everybody has a story to tell. I've changed my mind over the years on what advocacy actually is, does, and means you know, to each person. The obvious as far as medical attention. You know, did you get the right treatment? How do you find the right treatment? What are you diagnosed with? Do you got an expert? Do you... Um, have any anything like that. Helping somebody find, even find the, the right diagnosis because there's a lot of misdiagnosis out there and there's a lot of uh, overlapping symptoms among conditions. So it's, it's not, you know, easy sometimes to diagnose. Um, so that's, a, you know, a success. Treatment options are a, a huge success if you can find somebody, you know, get somebody going down the right path. Um, and then, you know, the whole mental aspect of it. Nobody's going to uh, have a diagnosis, a catastrophic event, and not be affected mentally. Right. It's just the way it is. And we've, we've talked about that quite a bit this weekend, haven't we? That's hard. I guess for me, what I'm doing in advocacy is more patient education because I'm a retired teacher. And education was learning about my cancer and learning the treatment options and learning who were the doctors I should be seeing and just learning about things was what made me finally be able to start living with my cancer. Prior to that, I kept on second-guessing, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Does my doctor know what's going on? 
Mm -hmm. Am I getting the best treatment? So I just kept on being worried because it took a while for me to be initially diagnosed. I was mm -hmm. misdiagnosed in the beginning. So that fear was there. But once I learned about what should be going on, it became, I became more peaceful with myself and able to live my life. And I think so. I went into the area of patient education because there's others like me. There are others that really don't care. They're, everything's in the doctor's hands, but there are others like me. So I, I think being able to talk to someone one-on-one, -on -one, educate them, have them make a connection with a specialist and start receiving treatment and then having that person come back and say, oh, I'm doing well or thank you for sharing this. about our sponsor, Abridge. Record your healthcare conversations with doctors and other clinicians with Abridge. Push the big pink button and record. Read the transcripts or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com, A-B-R-I-D-G-E.com, or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Let me know how it went. For me, if, if every day at least one person, I can make them smile or I give them some information and somebody just say, thank you, you know, because I was able to see this information or felt better in this way. I even sometimes ask myself, how do we do it? Because now I have people tell me we stopped about three suicides, one of them in England. And I'm still amazed of how even through social media or things like that, we can do that. You know, we can help people. So for me, success is just first, I'm feeling good about what I'm doing. But second, if one person, just one person, I don't need more than that. I think when you uh, believe in something so passionately and something that affects everybody, everybody across the world, something as your health, um, Success is really reaching as many people as you can and understanding that you're affecting their lives as much as, as health has affected your life. So when you reach out to people and that ripple effects really start to come back and, um, you know, you see the difference it's making in people. That's, that's when you realize you're doing something right. It's a great question. I find that success number one goal for me is when I get comments from our audience and the people who are watching and reading us, that the content that we're putting out has been so impactful for them. Because of my background, storyteller, love talking to people just like you, and so created a platform called The Patient Story. The Patient Story, it is right now focused on cancer because I want to do one area really well. And as you know, cancer is made up of so many situations um, and experiences. But what I can say, regardless of whether it's cancer or something else in health, we have a lot of shared emotions and experiences, and our stories are not the same as has been talked about a lot. But being able to put the stories out there for people to understand, I am seen, I am heard, I'm connected, I'm not alone, is so important. Thepatientstory.com. I'm always my own worst critic, but 
the first time I felt success was the first time someone wrote to me and told me how much my what I'm doing, my advocacy, helped them in their life with CLO. And that that was such a warm feeling. That that just made my day, not only my day, but what I had been doing. And I was like, this is exactly, I'm in the right place at the right time. And all roads have led me here, whether I knew it or not, that that was just, it was meant to be. Because my, my background is in broadcast journalism and in communications. And here I was communicating um, as a journalist, albeit online, uh, to help other people. And by having something to help communicate to them, because there was hardly a thing at the time when I started doing this. The internet wasn't what it is today in 2022, and my doctor had no information to give to me the day I was diagnosed, and it drove me insane. I was like, this has got to change. Someday, when I'm ready, I'll change this. Well, that's an excellent question. For me, I think success is absolutely a combination of the very small things including feeling comfortable to be vulnerable with you on this interview or be silly on an Instagram video and the larger things such as testifying on legislative bills that will help the greater community and putting out content that helps people to be their own best healthcare advocates and hearing from people in the community how that helps them. Um, for me, that's huge. I don't care if a lot of people like it or follow me. I, I do marketing for a living, so I do enjoy the statistics behind right, it. Right. I don't find success it. in that. I find success in helping someone live their best life whatever that means to them. Wow, that's another good question. Honestly, being here right now and just being amongst all of the other advocates because you know everybody is not invited to this conference and just being able to be surrounded around so many good people and have important conversations, like it just makes me feel like I belong here. It's gotta be all the emails. I'm on social media, so I get a lot of comments from people in the community letting me know how much my videos have helped them. I advocate for the blind and visually impaired. And when someone loses their sight, especially later in life, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, sight loss is the second largest fear, biggest fear that people have. And so <clears throat> they can watch some of my videos and realize that it's not the end of the world. can thrive with sight loss. Uh, it's just a matter of learning how to. And so when I get those emails of how thankful they are that they found my videos and, and I was able to help them through that time, that's truly how I measure the success of my advocacy. I don't really see it as like a um, success or not, because for me, it's just talking about what I'm going through. That's just part of everything that I do. And if people respond to it, that's great. If they don't, that's fine also. It's not, you know, it's not meant for everybody. Not everyone, you know, 
is dealing with the mental disorder. However, I will say nowadays, so much of the world is open. I think a lot more people are exposed to serious mental illnesses than they were in the past where it was, mm-hmm. you know, kept quiet. It's more likely now that you're going to hear someone that says, oh yeah, actually I have a family member who's dealing with that. Oh, one of my friends mm-hmm. turns out this or hello, just see it more yeah. on TV with like drug ads and things. You're like, oh wow, I used to never hear about tardive dyskinesia. And now there's actual drug acts on TV for it. So how do I recognize success in my activism? Notice that I said activism rather than advocacy. I bill myself as a patient caregiver activist. I serve advocates. I help people who help people. I operate on a national system-wide scale rather than person-to-person, well, most of the time. I recognize success when I make connections that help people do their work. I realize success when more seats at the table open up at any level for patient-caregiver partnerships. I recognize success when I hear something I hope to accomplish was done by someone else somewhere else. I hope to achieve a third of what I set out to execute on the PCORI Board of Governors. Batting 330 feels pretty good. I think I bat 500. I host, write, edit, engineer and produce Health Hats, the podcast. Kayla Nelson provides website and social media consultation and creates video trailers. Joey Van Leeuwen supplies musical support, especially for the podcast intro and outro. I play Barry Sachs on some episodes, alone, or with the Lechuga Fresca Latin Band. I'm grateful to you who have the most critical roles as listeners, readers, and watchers. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com, and my YouTube channel, at dvanleu, D-V-A-N-L-E-E-U. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. See you around the block. Thank you.